In order to know virtue, we must first acquaint ourselves with vice. Well, welcome everybody. Welcome back to Vice. Chapter 7, how is everybody doing this evening? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. good. Yeah. It's a Monday. <laughs> we made it. It is a Monday, but it's always a Monday. It's always a Monday because Darcy, yeah, no, Darcy can only do Monday. But it's always the end of Monday and how lovely is that? Oh, okay. It is. Yeah. It does get you through, to be fair. Yeah. You've redeemed yourself. Sadly. And we're not that hungover from the week. Well. <laughs> can't. We can't. Sorry. You are, sometimes. <laughs> when she turns up, obviously, you know. I always turn up. <laughs> I sometimes can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> And today, before we get started, we have our fabulous, unsuspecting guest, the wonderful Violet. Violet, how are you doing this evening? Hi, I'm good. <laughs> Welcome. Not sure what I'm Probably the... into. <laughs> yeah, that's a good place to start. Yeah, no expectations and slightly nervous, I think. Yeah, that's... That's how they like pre- all our guests. We've not even prepared her, so it's going to be great. No, yeah. although and we're getting better, because the first time we did this with Cora, I was like, tell us about yourself, Cora, and she just went... Because uh, I'd not told her I was going to ask her. I'm not going to ask you that. It's fine. Okay. 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 No, we don't. But do we that might anymore. ask you that later. So think about my quiz. Seven fun facts about you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're in chapter seven. Um, so last last time, ladies. So it was just the three of us. We didn't have a guest. And Astrid, mm. obviously, as usual, otherwise detained. Darling Astrid, what what's she up to tonight? I forget. She phoned us last time, didn't she? <laughs> she will come in person at some point. Yeah. She promises. But she always has something better to do. Or, or someone. someone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't actually remember. I know, I love this. I love this. <laughs> Neither Darcy. I can't remember no, what happened in the last... have a clue what's happening. Chapter? Do we get That's because you... They, she always plies us yeah, with drink sex. at those things. <laughs> yeah. And then asks us the next week, oh, you know, how did... Well, what did we think happened? And we're like, there were so many drinks when we were doing it. And now we have to remember... <clears throat> Although last time there were no espresso martinis. And also, no on, mm. also on the script, you've got things to add, updates from last time, and it's blank. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, we, none of us have any updates from last yeah. time. I'm actually, I'm going to ask our social media secretary. And um, recap, they yeah. finally had sex. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany can take a picture of this and actually post it on social media because that is bloody funny. Yeah. It is, My yeah. singular failure to actually update anybody about anything. Um, so they did have sex. It was quite spectacular. Oh, Oh, oh. Oh. It was spectacular, but if I remember rightly, it was um, leaking. <laughs> oh, my God. Dripping? No, it, no, was, it was leaking. Leaking, leaking. leaking appreciation. You're so, right. basically, she... Violet, what, what jumps into your head when we say to you, leaking? Oh. Is it is it sexual? Is it... Does it get to your motor going? I mean, is it a really large pipe? Is it plumbing? <laughs> this is going to sound awful, not where you want it. I'm thinking of, like, leaky tits now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got a pregnant sister. Right. So I've got a totally opposite way of where that was meant to go. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Because when we did do it, when we... Oh, like <laughs> you already, this is going to go well. Yeah. Shout out to Violet's sister. Yeah, yeah, but, well, yeah. cheers to Violet's cheers sister. Cheers to Violet's sister. Congrats sister. and good luck. Sure. Good luck with yeah. leaky tits. <laughs> yeah, well done. Chapter 7 advice. The danger. I am all in a sea of wonders. I doubt, I fear, I think strange things which I dare not confess to my own soul. The inimitable Bram Stoker. What is he treating you to now then? Asked the young receptionist, with only the slightest hint of irony etched into his expression. An immaculately dressed and clearly local boy of no more than about 20, with a light dusting of caramel stubble and a cheeky smile peeking out from a slightly too long blonde fringe. He found this couple intriguing and amusing in equal measure. 
Since he'd come on shift at the beginning of the weekend, the pair of them had been the very definition of decadence and debauchery. They treated this hotel like a private debt of iniquity, seemingly unconcerned or unaware of the fact that there were other guests in the vicinity. The receptionist, slash barman, had clocked within the first 30 seconds that they were clearly having some sort of illicit affair. Probably the all-too-common CEO and secretary routine. Well, they're certainly going for it, he thought, a little jealously. Everything, she answered coolly. He chuckled lightly in response, wondering if life would ever take him on an adventure such as this. He certainly hoped so, particularly as the man she was here with was drop-dead gorgeous, just the kind of older man he himself could get into some serious trouble with. If only the universe would be so kind as to put one in his path. I thought you were going to say put one in his pants. <laughs> actually, that's better. I was actually just waiting for that. I was like, oh. I'm going to edit that in right there. 100%. <laughs> put that in his pants. And that was just the cat leaving, by the way, in case anyone what the, what the bang was, because that happens all the time. Violet, come back. <laughs> She's like, what is this? No thanks. Unfortunately, most of the powerful men who came to stay at the hotel looked through what they considered the help. One day, though, he promised himself, he'd be the one checking into places such as this, and you could be damn sure he'd be on the lookout for a bit of extracurricular fun below stairs. He turned his attention back to the lucky lady who was waiting patiently. And how can I help you now in particular? Can you send another ice bucket to the room, please? Hunter replied sweetly. We're here to serve, the boy said with a smile. He liked this woman had done from the moment she'd arrived in her nosebleed-inducing stiletto heels and exquisitely fitted smoke grey dress. She had stared confidently around the reception as if she was measuring it for carpets and had been equally unsurprised when a glass of champagne had been handed to her immediately as she'd come through the door, smiling at the waiter over Chanel sunglasses. As if she'd been measuring it for carpet. Yeah, like she owns the place. She's like, yeah, oh, this like is my kind of place. You know, she's it's Hunter. She's like, yeah, obviously. So Darcy's like, so we I take a measuring tape everywhere as well, but I don't normally measure the, the carpet. Ever literal Darcy. What's she measuring for and why? <laughs> what colour? <laughs> what kind of carpet? What's the room shape? I'm sorry, is it a dodecahedron? Is it, is it, yeah, what's happening here? Welcome to the world of Darcy. <laughs> You're honestly ridiculous. But she's a surgeon, so, you know, it's probably yeah, exactly. yeah, precise. Exactly. We want surgeons to be precise. <laughs> we need people like you in our lives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If nothing else for entertainment, frankly. I'm glad to be of service. <laughs> uh, okay, so back to the carpet, obviously. Obviously. So whoever Hunter's dangerous attraction was, he was clearly in control and pulling out all the stops to impress this woman, which made him even more intrigued about the woman herself. This is the receptionist that's intrigued, by the way. You do know you can call down, the boy told her. There's no need for you to come all the way to reception. I know, but I had to get something for my car anyway. Plus, I want to stretch my legs. I'm sure she does. <laughs> Sometimes you need a break. I mean, dirty weekend away, you you need that 20 minutes. Sometimes she's just... It's just literally right after the act. I'm confused. Well, so basically... No, I, and everybody's confused. It's funny. Hunter could tell from the receptionist's expression that he was delightfully intrigued as to what that something could be. She liked gently toying with people's perceptions and expectations, hinting at what they all knew was blatantly taking place. A slight suggestive comment here, a glance there. It was an amusing game to pass the time. Mostly what people assumed was happening was about 50 times more vanilla than what was actually happening. Since their arrival at the tiny, isolated boutique hotel, embedded like a diamond in the unprepossessing Norfolk coastline, 
Okay, maybe I'm being a little bit wanky with on papers. Really? Reaching that? Like, what yeah. the fuck is that? A little bit wanky. <laughs> Thank you. Know, you. I think we don't need that. <laughs> Unprepossessing. Yeah. We'll just yeah. Woo. Let's just see Norfolk coastline. <laughs> that's like a tr- double negative positive. Like, I know that's unnecessary. I'm really not as much of a dick as I come across. I promise. <laughs> don't ever jump in at once. <laughs> Tumbleweed. <laughs> Oh, all right, <laughs> moving on. We back that up. Yeah, awkward. you can't see this right now, but my hands are doing an awkward turtle. Yeah, it's yeah, and nobody has an awkward turtle like Darcy. Yeah, they're pretty good, <laughs> mainly because they they swim backwards <laughs> because they're awkward. Again, check out social media. <laughs> There'll be awkward turtles swimming all over the place. Oh my gosh, that's gonna be the next T-shirt. Nothing else. We have many. Yeah, we're turtle. actually collecting T-shirts. I like this. Thing. Yeah. Well, you loved it that one time I did it. Uh, yeah, no, that was so funny. At a Halloween party, yeah. and I was, I was painted entirely green, and I did it, and my hands were green. And so. it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. It was apropos of nothing. So hands is just rolling around, because she's like, your hands are actually green. <laughs> anyway, that's the unprepossessing Norfolk coastline. <laughs> uh, she knew they had been the subject of much speculation, not least because the loud, athletic, and above all, kinkily obvious sex they'd been having all over the place had clearly been overheard by everybody else there, and possibly by even by some people in the next town. Her arrival, only 40 hours previously, seemed a lifetime ago now. Suffice to say, the weekend had been an eye-opener, even by her wildly elaborate standards. There was nothing that she had wanted that he had not given her. He had anticipated everything she could possibly have desired, and quite a bit more. She had been completely unprepared for all of this elegance, all of this wealth, but now she was beginning to understand that this man was insanely rich. Even by Richard. Big Dick. There we go. Somewhat grandson. Sorry, you're gonna Daphne, you're gonna have to explain to Violet. So Richard is my husband. Um a delightful chap. He's the best. Very um so he's he's my husband and he is called Dick Hard as his name. Um, but it's just a nickname that obviously I call him. Um <laughs> for many just like it's just banter really um and then darcy basically decided that she couldn't read dick hard without just saying big dick so now he's big dick got big stuck dick. in my head and <laughs> oh that sounds painful yeah, well <laughs> switched in there now so there's not all we can do about it <laughs> i mean it's not that big a leap it his name is richard right so everybody calls him dick hard because you know he's prolific and i just so happened to say big dick a few times and yeah. now here we are but she couldn't she just couldn't like get <laughs> get it so now it's it's forever big dick and it will forever be big dick and that's okay by me. <laughs> and Buck, apparently. Yeah, but Buck yeah. also Buck goes by also the, pretty happy with that. He goes yeah. by the same name. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> Shout we out miss, to Buck. We miss you, Buck. Yeah, You've been great. Yeah. yeah. Come back yeah. soon. Yeah. Bring your big dick. But for goodness sake, bring the Alka-Seltzer as well, because Jesus Christ. Mm. Anyway, so back to Tiffany's fabulous husband. So yes, so by Richard's somewhat grand standards. Hunter, however, had zero interest in money. Sure, she wasn't immune. She enjoyed good food, champagne, glamour. But she was certainly not looking for either a sugar daddy nor a rich husband. No, thank you. The money itself was irrelevant to her. She'd already lived a life more interesting than most by dint of having an adventurous spirit and a desire to say yes to everything. Her modest salary was largely immaterial when it came to the most exciting experiences that she had ever had. No, it came down to who she knew and what she was willing to try. Most people were incredibly narrow-horizoned by personal choice. It wasn't lack of means that kept them constrained. It was lack of imagination. However, there was still a price to pay. 
he clearly needed to be carefully handled with all of his money and power. So she was determined to be as equal to him in their courtship as he saw himself to be. He paid for ridiculously expensive and ridiculous hotels. She brought the ridiculously expensive wine that she could afford. I mean, she did work in the industry after all. Or whatever else was on the menu for their sexual adventures. In this particular case, cherries. He had mentioned how much he enjoyed the poetry of Pablo Neruda, to her surprise and delight, as she too was an avid fan. So she had brought cherries in homage to his poem 14. She hoped he would get the reference. He was going to feed them to her in the bath when she returned. Not that he knew that yet. She had to be careful, though. Keep it more seduction and less romance. And it was a delicate balance. But she was the mistress of perfection in walking that particular tightrope, even in vertiginous heels. (laughs) (laughs) Too much, again, too much. What does vertiginous mean? Very high. Vertigo inducing. Vertigo inducing. Even the description. (laughs) Yeah, the description of the word. See, Violet, you you also learn a lot from this podcast. It's not only enough, that's the second time this week. I have read, as I say this week, that's, yeah, in the last three days that I have read that word in a book. Why? Mm. Um, that, that word, really, oddly enough, I was reading uh, a Terry Pratchett book two days ago, and that is in there. No way. There you go. And I knew what it meant. Do you know what's very Super possible? Bad. I stole it from, from him because he's one of my favorite I was going to say, yeah, well. actually. Yeah. Because you've got all the Terry I mean, Pratchett books there. I, did you say it's the word? I'm yeah, sure you can, like, you can, you can, word, use, no. you can use a word. Yeah. You've used lots of them. Chair practice. Don't sue me. Don't sue me. It's just a word. It's one and word. he definitely wasn't using it in reference to heels by any means. <laughs> you goddamn hope not. Maybe on the weekend. Oh, yeah. But it definitely took us a few attempts to work out how to pronounce it when we were reading it the other day. She had to continuously keep herself from wondering if she was actually falling for this dangerous and enigmatic man. Is this what that really felt like? She wondered sometimes, as in reality she had no idea, but she really, really hoped not. As she ever began to think she had found her soulmate, it was never in the romantic sense. He was far too aggressive for any girly notions of Shakespearean or chivalrous romance, and she was far too cynical for any of that Austen rubbish. It was the lust with which he attacked life that drew her to him as inexorably as humanity to a do-not-touch sign. Historically, they probably would have been called libertines, or bon vivants proving, if nothing else, that the French clearly knew how to enjoy themselves. Today, though, they were more likely just to be called trouble. He was clearly as bored and unimpressed as she was by the quotidian nature of the life that most people either aspired or acquiesced to. Not to jump on me for quotidian? I'm just sat here like, hands up. Yeah. What is quotidian? Mean? It's like, nobody can see you. No one else seems to not know what it is. I'll stay quiet. No, no, only because Darcy had hammered me for that one. But <laughs> this And was... she kept it in anyway. I did. It's quotidian. I love it. You know, you've got to have a little bit of Latin. But what is quotidian? Put it in another It just means like day to day. Literally day to day. How so she could have just said So she could have just said day to day nature. Yeah. So like day to day and boring. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see a fun word coming up again. <laughs> <laughs> More fun word. There Always is, the fun yeah. word. Poor Tiffany just has to just sort of breathe through them and quit science, science. <laughs> that yeah. was the best, though. That had to be. For Darcy, who gets everything right to be like, I don't... <laughs> just continuously. <laughs> Good. And then one time she did get it right, we weren't even recording. <laughs> we edited that so many times. If you go back to the episode... It is, we just kept in, actually, all the yeah. because it was so funny. We just went, oh, <laughs> do you know what? It was about five minutes of trying to pronounce one word. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I thought it was good, though. The only slightly discordant note in the symphony of her erotic imaginings was just how bored with life he sometimes seen, seemed to be. 
Where she felt that she was adventurous, he was downright reckless. And although she could feel the inevitable fascination with his cavalier nihilism, there was almost an equal force pulling her back. Was it nihilism? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and cavalier. <laughs> oh, cavalier is very topical. So cavalier is like... A Why does that make me think of a dog? Yeah. It is a dog. Oh. It's a cavalier <laughs> King Charles Spaniel. Yeah. Exactly right. So obviously we have a new king. No? Okay. Why did I, in my head I went to see R.I.P. I was like, no, he's the living king. No, no. Yeah. No, she, yeah, the queen's dead. She's lo- I was going to say long live the king. The queen died. Not the Long king, live yeah. the king, yeah. Long live, yeah. So it's Charles the king. But hilariously, Charles II was the, the man sort of synonymous with King Charles Spaniels because he had Cavalier King Charles all over his court. I mean, he was the most over-the-top king you could ever imagine. Sorry, Darcy's just going to. I won't. <laughs> How many? I won't start teaching you history. But anyway, Violet was quite right. That's why I think of dogs, cavalier. But it's a, it's a do, don't give a shit attitude. It's a devil may care. It's oh fuck it. Let's just have a bottle of champagne. Oh screw it. Let's just yeah, oh, okay. pop okay, a flight sorry, to Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, cavalier. You let's don't. Have care. Let's have a let's do that weekend. every Friday yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fancy a cavalier weekend this weekend? Oh go on then. But that's it exactly. That's Ooh. what it is. It's like yeah, you just don't give a shit. We do that every weekend anyway. <laughs> Most of the time. She wanted to live, to suck the marrow out of life until there was nothing left inside. He, perhaps, already had. And if that were true, what was left for him? And by extension, regarding her dealings with him, what was left for her? He courted risk to the point of toying with death. So far, she could match him sexually, match his appetite for debauchery and bacchanal, but at what cost to herself? And if this was only the beginning, then what was coming next? She wanted about a real relationship with this man and the disturbing thought that if she threw herself into him in any real way, if she erased the distance that she had carefully constructed between them, she'd be dead within the year. It was undeniable. Dead? That's quite extreme. <laughs> no? But th- but he is extreme. This yeah, is the okay. Yeah, like, they're both okay. very extreme. So it's kind of, you know, if you play with dangerous men, who knows what they'll do. True. Okay. <laughs> I think I've I just know. quoted myself later in the chapter. But mm-hmm. I can that wasn't staged. That was genuinely nice. So. <laughs> uh, it was undeniably dangerous to be a slave to someone who had already unraveled so much of life's rich tapestry. The receptionist's voice brought her back from her musings. He was waiting at the bottom of the ornate staircase, holding the, holding the filled pewter ice bucket as requested. Hunter had returned from a brief sojourn outside holding a glass vase full of cherries. Vase, sorry. Vase. It's a vase. A glass vase. And we can say vase. Vase? Really? Well, I'm American, so of course. You're American. Yeah. What about Darcy? You're Scottish. The empty vase. The empty vase. It's a vase. It's a vase. Sorry. What, what, what word to trip on? Holding a glass vase full of cherries and a bottle of expensive looking white wine. What white wine? Expensive looking. <laughs> oh, sorry. Montrachet. <laughs> it's Montrachet. <laughs> Here you go, he said, handing Hunter the ice bucket and enjoy. Hunter smiled impishly. Oh, don't worry. We will. She smiled and winked to him, licking her lips ever so slightly as she did so, before returning to her would-be master. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you're all listening. We are. are. Everyone is listening. This is a podcast. (laughs) She's now really, really nervous because we keep talking about bedtime stories. So, you know, please, please hashtag Darcy at bedtime stories. But they take turns, so it's not always her, so she's not got as much pressure. Well, she's a dominant, so, you know. (laughs) In the early hours of the following morning, they stopped their ravenous consumption of each other to drink champagne and replenish some of their much-depleted energy. 
Hunter visited the bathroom, returning to find him reclining on the enormous four-poster in nothing but the hotel's terry cloth robe. A platter of oysters lay on the bedside table next to him. The oysters cresting the mounds of the ice as if thrown by reckless waves onto a frozen shore. Am I trying to be Hemingway too much? <laughs> Is this breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is breakfast. Champagne and oysters for breakfast. I would. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, can we go back? What's a terry cloth robe? Oh, like a fuzzy robe. Like a... Like a like like a fluffy like a towel, like a towel, towel like a fluffy robe. Oh, no, the, the, the fancy yeah, towel. Yeah, the towel. Yeah, the towel. Yeah, in hotels. Yeah. No, that's what they're actually called. Terry cloth. That wasn't me being wanky. They're actually called terry cloth robes. <laughs> I promise. You can look it up. Google it, people. We could ask someone who's called Terry if we knew anyone. Yeah, you could. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Who's what's the other this bit? I have no idea. <laughs> I can't remember. Hunter joined him at the foot of the bed, mirroring him. Only she wore silk, not terry cloth. There it is again. <laughs> I swear this is a real word. Hotel owners, hotel visitors, please back me up. It just doesn't sound really fancy. Like, does oh, it not? Yeah. Like, it's not silk the sexiest. And then he, he's Any kind of cloth. cloth. No, but he's, like he's, he's like a big rough guy. He's not wearing silk, is he? No, I know. But, yeah. <laughs> the receptionist might be. Also, you don't want him to be wearing like a dishcloth. Like, <laughs> it, no, that's, that's what you automatically like think. You um, automatically oh. think dishcloth. Yeah. And you hear terrible. Okay, cloth. readers, I want your opinion on this. So, like, yeah, like post or I don't know what you say. Post, right? I don't know. Yeah. Hashtag. The problem you've got is that they're gonna, they're gonna come back to us and say that you should change it, and the book will already, already be, be published. published. No, by it's that fine, point. but it'll yeah. be funny. It'll be funny. We'll see what people say. She was anticipating how divine the oysters would taste with the bottle of Perry Jouet Belle Epoque. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Sorry, Perry Jouet. <laughs> actually, it's, it's, oh, I'm because I come across such thing. It's actually Perry Jouet. Because in French, again, if anybody works with Perry Jouet, please, you know, feel free to correct. But it's about, Tag us on Instagram. That's it. And there was me under the impression that in French they didn't say the last... Well, no, they don't really, but if you look, I forget what it's called, but the two dots above the E, that means it's a, a hard T at the end. And it's Belle Epoque. Okay. She was anticipating how divine the oysters would taste with the bottle of champagne that was chilling next to the <laughs> Nicely done. Is there nothing this man cannot supply, she wondered. Yeah, Perio Jouet. That's what he can't survive. <laughs> that was well done, Darcy. Nice. Do you know how many times I've been this close to death? He asked her suddenly, inserting his knife into the oyster's slippery crevice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really loving just the sniggers that are coming. This is a, like, this is sort of, it's a new, new to, in, what's that word? Mm, it's like no. when you say crevice I feel like we're on like a mountaineering trip but also <laughs> no I was going another right there yeah. <laughs> even I laughed then I wrote it <laughs> oh. <clears throat> okay. the question took Hunter by surprise I couldn't even begin to guess she replied struggling to get handle on the sudden change of tone not quite sure whether he was teasing or not she was also wondering where the knife had magically appeared from once again though Tiffany mentioned you had cerebral malaria once, I think. She trailed off uncertainly, watchful of the faraway, slightly sinister look in his eyes. There was that, he said, hooking the knife into the slippery aperture of the crustacean. Then there was the time I was hunting and was nearly gored by a pig. A pig? She repeated, no blood. <laughs> a pig! <laughs> it's something up really sexy, hasn't it? It's just so hot right now. <laughs> 
It was in Malaysia. We were going to make jungle curry. I never take much when I go into the wild there. We cook what we catch. He balanced the oyster on the tip of his knife. The same knife, she noted, that he had been at her throat once before. In a non-threatening like, way. <laughs> it was a, a dinner party and it was very sexy. Okay. Sounds delicious. If a bit labour-intensive just for dinner, she said, attempting to lighten the mood. And why are you in Malaysia so much? Hotel chain? Banking? You think so, he asked, only responding to the first part of her question. He turned to her in one movement, sliding his fingers into her hair and forcing her head backwards. Her mouth opened in delighted surprise and the slick salt was in her mouth before she could protest. She struggled to swallow and before she had time to catch her breath, he had swigged the champagne straight from the bottle and kissed it into her mouth in one forceful (laughs) Machiavellian motion. She was caught between carnal desire and a desire to bolt. She struggled to swallow as tongue ravaged the inside of her willing mouth. But God, it was delicious. Almost as delicious as him. There's something primal and satisfying in hunting for yourself. Even if it is just oysters, he grinned, breaking the salty kiss. Fuck hunting. Just give me that again, she replied, her eyes shining with desire. I knew you'd like that, he asserted, exuding unbridled confidence once more. On your knees. The darkness dissipated as she slid off the bed and onto the floor, ever obedient. The satin of her agent provocateur champagne kimono pulling around her in a way that to him made her look like the pearl inside the centre of an oyster. He caught his breath at the beauty of the image. She seemed to float on the pale pink silk above the swirls of gold and cream carpet, like the Botticelli Venus engorged from a briny fantasy. A siren sent to torment him. He couldn't get enough of her. Hunter knew she was attractive, and she made no apology for the knowledge which he already loved about her. But he also knew that she was not fully aware of the true extent of her sexual power she possessed. She could turn the ba- the banal into the bashanal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's back. I'm so, do you know what's so funny, listeners? Sorry, I have the button here. When I read the scripts for this, I actually put about seven different highlighted tabs against opulent for Tiffany and didn't even pick up on Bacchanal again for Darcy. The banal into the Bacchanal. She turned the banal into the Bacchanal with nothing more than a look. He needed to regain some control. He moved to the edge of the bed. The champagne and oysters still easily within reach. He sat up tall, parting his legs so that she was at feet in her satin pool in between them. She looked up waiting. Calm almost serene in her expectation. We need to discuss terms, he told her. It has been too many days and too much come already. Open your mouth. She obeyed immediately, and he delicately poured a sip of champagne into her. Okay, where do you stand on the most obvious point? Pain, he asked her, holding an oyster ready once she had given her response. I don't like pain, she asserted. I like desire and possession, submission and control, but not pain. Never pain. She looked suddenly ethereal, as if she was speaking to him from another world. He looked at her nervously. But you begged me to tie you up the second we arrived here. Those ropes left marks. He could still see the bruises on her wrists as she kneeled in front of him. That's not pain, she corrected him, smirking at his mistake. There is a distinct difference between delighting in the sting of a leather belt and being beaten bloody with a buckle. I had a friend who liked that, though, but I could never see the appeal myself, she finished dreamily. I see, he said, relieved and secretly pleased that she was exactly what he had initially judged her to be. Well, yes, I would certainly acquiesce on the point. I have no desire to irrevocably injure you. You have nothing that like that to fear from me. 
I will make you submit completely and unreservedly, but my desire to doubt, devour and devastate you is purely metaphorical. He said as he gently tipped the oyster into her open mouth. The slow, soft motion of her deliberate swallow as she kept her eyes locked on his was almost enough to send him over the edge. But he managed to keep his composure somehow. Tying up is an obvious yes, I assume, he continued. Sorry, I just have to there because it's so funny when you have three, sorry, four women in one of these. It's like all the sexy stuff gets through and everybody's just waiting with bated breath. But whenever you have a male guest, there's nothing but piss take from the yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've never had so much silence in these bits, honestly. Yeah. I keep waiting and I'm like, oh, I'm still reading. Yeah, no, like, yeah, like a male guest, it's not. like, yeah. no way you don't talk about that. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's very funny. So, yeah, it's quite nice to just have the sort of flow going. Buckle in. (laughs) For me, it's essential. I ache inside just thinking about it. There are no restrictions there at all, as long as I can breathe and you don't leave me alone. Done. What about lashes, whips, floggers, etc.? All of the above, she said, smiling, but no canes. Slight welts are fine, but nothing that will split my skin. I wouldn't dream of it, he agreed. Already seeing the marks he would leave on her perfect body in his mind. This could take a considerable amount of time. It could. So how about I just give you my hard passes and we can fine-tune the details as we go along. I think it's fairly clear where my boundaries lie anyway. I would agree. Let me give you a couple of scenarios to finish with just so that I am clear and don't overstep. You do something that displeases me and I punish you with one of the agreed toys. Yes. I take you to dinner at the hall on a leash and nothing but a bra, but a corset and stilettos. Yes. I'm yours to do with as you wish, within the boundaries we agreed, of course, and no other man touches me but you, ever. He grinned. So now that this is out of the way, do you trust me? He continued. No, she replied, sounding both definite in her judgment and defiant. A good place to start, he affirmed, smiling at her joke. He heaved her upwards onto the bed, pulling the tie from her robe until it slid from the bed to the floor, and she was straddling him naked. She grinned at him eye to eye. Raise your arms. She did. And he tied her waist... Wrists. (laughs) She did. And he tied her wrists together above her head and then fastened them into a hook he had screwed into the top of the hotel's four-poster bed. She gasped. Delighted. Sorry. I just have this image of her being tied by the waist and just... No. (laughs) (laughs) So at a 90-degree angle, like, this is not comfortable. (laughs) Whereas I'm just horrified that he screwed something into the bed. (laughs) That'll cost him. Yeah, I don't know. Imagine how many is he allowed to do that? that bad now. <laughs> Are you allowed to do that? <laughs> Probably not. No. no, I don't think he sticks by the rules. No, if no, I'm honest. No. <laughs> when did you? She never got the chance to finish as he kissed her hard, taking all the breath from her body and turning her insides to jelly. He made sure her wrists were tied tight and immobile, and then he spread her legs wide and pulled her down onto him, teasing her, not giving her all of himself. Not yet. She groaned in pleasure as her eyes closed and she tried to pull herself down onto him. Patient. Never. She writhed above him, desperate to feel all of him, her arousal heightened to fever pitch by the tie cutting into her wrists and the feel of him sliding in and out of her, but never giving her everything. She lasted exactly two minutes before she was begging and pleading, spitting desire and hot frustration. He teased her as long as he was able and then, just when she was crying tears of need, He surged himself into her, groaning in equal pleasure. 
She bucked on top of him faster and faster as she groaned her hips she down. She bucked on top of him. <laughs> I'm just thinking of a rodeo here. Literally, yeah. I'm thinking of a bucking bronco. <laughs> I'm thinking I thought buck. Shout out to buck again. Buck yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's um, twice in this chapter. Yeah, no, I'm, Cheers in, I'm definitely thinking of a bucking bronco right now. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> she bucked on top of him faster and faster as she ground her hips down onto him with all her strength. Sweat slid between them, and his fingertips left bruises in the delicate flesh of her thigh. She could feel the orgasm building in her whole body. She was starting to shake, and he was quickly losing control. He sat up, hands in her hair, his mouth greedily taking hers. She wrapped her legs around his waist, and she came, with her whole self trembling and spasming all over him. And he roared his release into her. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say, and good night, children. Ew. He roared his release into her. I can't. It's better than bloody leaking. Oh, no, listen yeah, yeah no, this is definitely better than leaking. Yeah, yeah. But remember, leaking you... was pre. Yeah, exactly. That was why we struggled. Because the leaking was pre, and we didn't know right. how else to. Okay, you know, guys do it. They roar. Yes. It's like, oh, oh, I'm they so, roar. <laughs> I thought you were going to see guys do that. They leak. No, like, they oh. roar. I mean, from what. Violet has said at one point most of us apparently leak <laughs> or, or will leak yeah. or have leaking to come. I, leaking I thought you were going to say yeah she also agrees the men roar. I was like when did you guys talk about this? <laughs> you went to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah sorry. That was that whole revelation. And he roared his release into her. They collapsed together his head on her shoulder. Hers against oh. the bedpost arms still tied. Both of their breathing coming in raggedy gasps as she cried tears of abject pleasure into his hair. And her muscles continued to sing. <laughs> Did she actually cry? Yes. Huh? Isn't that <laughs> lovely? What a gal. It's that know. good. <laughs> exactly. Come on, we've all been there. <clears throat> I can't say I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's, normally not a, it's normally not a good thing if someone cries. I mean, you might have been Yeah, there. but that's you, Tiffany, <laughs> darling. Like, you no, know, no, I definitely <laughs> have. You cry. I, have. I mean, adverts, or if you stub your toe, or if you see a kitten... It was hours later, and they were walking through the grounds of the hotel, which were opulent and charming in equal measure. Beautiful fir trees extended heavenward, giving the grounds is that yeah okay, mm-hmm. giving the grounds the look of an enchanted forest. Bright red ivy adorned the outside of the windmill, and the more traditional brick extension. There was a there was even a maze made of hedges and a lake surrounded by carefully curated bridges. The beauty of the grounds was almost worth the six-hour drive and numerous wrong turns if it had taken to get there. Almost. She knew he was showing off and was both flattered and mildly amused by it. He seemed so supremely confident. It surprised her. But she was experienced enough to know that men liked to peacock, so she was not going to complain. Besides, being tied to the ladder that led up to the little turret into the room had been delicious. Had been a delicious distraction when they had first arrived, and the view, as he had licked her to within an inch of herself, and been frankly fabulous. <laughs> Woohoo! That sounds wonderful. <laughs> it actually does. The scenario had changed somewhat from their final afternoon, as they had gone mushroom picking at his insistence. He wanted to cook for her. Something that would complement the eye-wateringly expensive bottle of Russian River Valley Chardonnay she had brought, and that he had been very pleasantly surprised by. His previous submissive must have had a crap taste of wine, she thought, as she picked her way between the rocks and foliage. Foliage. 
Well, that's some fancy <laughs> shrubbery. <laughs> Do you know the worst thing is? Yeah. Do you know the worst thing is? I know that that actually is foliage, but I'm just <laughs> Foliage, it's just the what, best. What is that? Foliage. Yeah. Foliage. No, that is foliage. Not foliage. 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 What's foliage? <laughs> foliage, though. You couldn't be more upper class than that, darling. It's foliage. <laughs> well, it's your boot. That's this is why I actually... She's sticking with the dude. This is why I fucking hate this podcast. <laughs> But she keeps coming back, ladies and gentlemen, every week. Oh my gosh. Folly well, on. there's one I know we're going to live down. Okay. <clears throat> Add up to the list. I think there should be a t-shirt. Sorry. There should be a t-shirt of just Tiffany's fuck-ups where every week they just added on another word in like Sharpie. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not going to come back. <laughs> oh, we'd be devastated if you didn't. We love you. We mm. Their room comprised the whole windmill tower. And there was a small but beautifully appointed kitchen on the lower floor. One advantage of being this far south was the tangible difference in temperature. She could not believe how warm it felt compared to Edinburgh. A perfect time of year, not a perfect time of year for finding these delectable Mm -hmm. mushrooms, apparently. He was absolutely determined. Mushrooms or mushrooms? Mm. I think that's what I was thinking. (laughs) He wanted to cook for her, but I was like, how? Like, they cook in it. Yeah. Yeah. He was absolutely determined to cook that evening. She was further determined, it would seem, to instill the value of finding and then cooking your own food into her as well. She was at a loss to really understand why. As far as Hunter was concerned, she preferred to buy from her local organic farm than trudge through the woods digging in the dirt for what was essentially a rather attractive fungus. Fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who wants to go and do that on a date? Anyone? Anyone? Why is he making her do this anyway? Ah, it's his thing. Okay, cool. Um, but it was nice to be out in the fresh air. And it made a snifter? 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 You've lived in Scotland for how long? A snifter of whiskey. Darcy, back me up. A snifter of whiskey. Never. No, never. Oh, thank you so much. Snifter? so much. I'm you so glad. A snifter of whiskey, like a little, like a little mini. So I said it right the first time. You and did. Then I yeah. changed myself. <laughs> like, to be fair, I don't drink. That's fair. No, we snifter. So just like a little pick me up. You know, we um, browser. I'm not like, 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 like a nip. A nip. Yeah. yeah, nip. I'd go with that. Okay. Snifter well, sounds. Snifter sounds more sister. like you know the nail in your Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. No, no. But it was nice to be out in the fresh air. And it made a snifter of whiskey by the fire later that evening, even more appealing. It may have been warmer than the significantly harsher Scottish winter, but it was still far away from balmy. What does balmy mean? No, balmy. I know what balmy yeah. means. You live balmy, you do. You're all balmy. Is that an Edinburgh thing? No, no, it's like, if, well, it's exactly the opposite of an Edinburgh thing. It's anywhere that is warm yeah. and actually oh. appealing. <laughs> right. But is that, like a, is that a Scottish thing? If it's balmy ba- Scottish? I want to know. know. It could be. I don't know. (laughs) These are exactly right. Fry them in butter and garlic with a splash of wine, add to pasta and cream, and you have a meal fit for the most obedient of slaves. He said, winking at her. I'm flattered, she replied. I need to get out into the wild as often as possible. I like luxury, but I need wilderness. She refrained from implying that the grounds of a five-star boutique hotel inside a windmill wasn't exactly roughing it. But she took the point. Plus, 
It chimed, chimed, mm-hmm. chimed with everything she had been told about his exploits, both in Scotland and overseas. He clearly liked to hunt, even if it was only for mushrooms. He likes to hunt for more than that. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Come on, we've got we've got enough. Back to luxury. Well, I have to say that is definitely more my natural milieu. There we go. She said, smiling, taking his arm as they turned back to the hotel. It was a stunning vista. And when the windmills silhouetted against the setting sun and the Norfolk coastline in the distance, the breeze swirled around them, bringing color to her cheeks and ruffling his dark hair. The temperature was dropping with the sun, and she could smell the rain on the air. She leaned a little closer into him for warmth and decided that at least with this one, life would certainly not be boring. The meal was just as delicious as he had promised. She had eaten it almost Indecently, quickly. Yeah, indecently. Yeah, yeah. So you laugh because I thought you were about to say indecently. <laughs> I was like, "What have I done now?" Okay. After one podcast, Violet's already like clocked on. Like, yeah, yeah, excellent. There is definitely something to be said about big bowls of carbohydrates after you spend two days relentlessly fucking. I mean, there's definitely something to be said about big bowls of carbohydrates. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Full stop. Put on a t-shirt. Yeah. Normal yeah. finished. <laughs> Okay, and then on the back, just put relentlessly fucking. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, just a bowl of pasta on the front and relentlessly fucking on the back. Yeah. That's a t-shirt. Emily. That is that a t-shirt. Is a t-shirt. Yeah. Any fans out there, feel free to draw that. That's freaking awesome. Send one in, please. Yeah. <laughs> Fan t-shirts. Oh. Well, he asked, taking a sip of the delicious wine that, he, that had accompanied the meal. Hunter never tired of the array of wines and champagnes he enjoyed as much as she did. Absolutely delicious, she replied, raising her glass with salute. Insolute. <laughs> oh, insolute. Your slave approves. Sorry, Good. Darcy's just losing her shit. <laughs> Absolutely delicious, she replied, raising her glass in salute. Your slave approves. Good, he said, moving the plates to one side of the mahogany table, circumnavigating the tea light candles that peppered the surface like stars. It was at that moment she noticed the knife had made a reappearance once again. This bloody knife, honestly, you can't get enough. Sneaky wee bugger. It is, isn't it? It's just almost there. What is it about him and that thing, she wondered. She loved the sex playing, and she particularly enjoyed it when he ran the tip over her naked and willing body, never breaking the skin, of course, keeping her balanced on the very precipice of pain, making her almost wish that he would mark her with it, but never doing so. But it was becoming a bit of a sinister sort of sexual talisman. If you were about to die, how would you want to go? He asked softly playing the blade against his palm. She was completely caught off guard once again. Well, the obvious answer, she said hesitantly, is in raptures beneath your powerful body, of course. Is that right? He held her eyes. I'm serious. You know I've experienced a few close shaves the most. How would you go? Pass away in your sleep at 90? Flying down Route 101 in a Lamborghini? No. He decided, regarding her in candlelight. They're both a bit too plebeian for you, aren't they? Will be. What the fuck That's does that mean? Ah, oh, boring. I know. I should just <laughs> write write the words. It's from that beautiful song. <clears throat> Which one? I won't sing it, but Love is Too Plebeian. It's just a beautiful song. I'll it post it. It makes me think of like a pleb. Well, that's, yeah. where, that's yeah. where it comes that's from. Where it that's comes where it comes from. from. Plebeian pleb. Yeah, there's, 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 no, they're both a bit too plebeian for you, aren't they? Something far more glamorous for you. Something exotic and needle, but poignantly tragic as befits a woman of your grace and intrigue. 
Glamorous and poignantly tragic, she countered. God, I've no idea what that would be. Falling off a yacht into the ocean, never to be seen again. Eating something dreadfully expensive and exotic, only to find it too late that you were fatally allergic to it. It's a tough sell, as there's nothing particularly glamorous about dying, no matter how you go. Look at poor Grace Kelly, or Ernest Hemingway. Both glamorous almost to a fault, but neither a car crash nor suicide by shotgun really has the same elegant ambience about them. Perhaps it's just impossible to die how you live. She really wasn't sure if this was a very peculiar form of flattery, or if perhaps the wine had finally gone to his head as much as it clearly had to hers. The conversation had taken an odd and macabre turn. Macabre. Macabre turn. You cannot do French, can you? No. None of us, <laughs> in fairness, none of us can. I really feel like I, it's because it doesn't make any logical sense to me. She's correct. And I would like to point out that the fabulous Darcy speaks fluent Italian, and I mean beautiful, I'm not going to make her do it, but beautiful fluent Italian. And the glamorous Tiffany to my right speaks Spanish, and yet for some reason my text is peppered with French, because neither of them can get their heads around at all. It wasn't intentional, I promise. It I is apologize. not logical. <laughs> no, it's not. It's beautiful, though. I honestly haven't thought, she continued. Something elegant and painless, perhaps? Or do an Agatha Christie and disappear in mysterious circumstances? How would your ancestors have gone then, my beautiful huntress? Fighting the English, she said, immediately laughing. But we don't do that anymore, she assured him, winking, clearly enjoying the banter. Well, if you were to eat something expensive and exotic, they do say poisoning is an easy way to go. Well, not if it's strychnine. Oh, strychnine, sorry. Strychnine. Big fan of murder mystery podcasts, strychnine. Well, not if it's strychnine, believe me. Those are some contortions you would not want the world to see. And the pain, no thank you. Plus, poisoning isn't exactly the same as a misfortune with some exotic delicacy. Poisoning implies intent. Plus, it's a woman's weapon. Perhaps it is you who should take care. She challenged with a twinkle in her eye as she emptied the remainder of the bottle into their glasses and slipped her high heels off, tacitly inviting him to continue undressing her. My submissive would never have the timidity to do such a thing, he assured her, ever confident. You know, you have to be very careful with poison. Even everyday things can be potentially deadly. Like you, you mean, she teased warming to the theme and running her foot up along the inside of his thigh. No, he said, but take mushrooms, for example. He gestured to the two completely clean bowls sitting on the table like witnesses in a dock. You have to know what you're picking. Some can kill you within a day, and there are no antidotes. If you don't know what you're doing, you die. She looked at him, suddenly wary. She wasn't sure if she was elated by what she assumed was a particularly morbid kind of foreplay, or terrified, because part of her genuinely believed that there was a slim chance that he could actually poison her. As some weird sort of final power play, the ultimate control over life and death. But surely not. That way, madness lay. So if oh. you're if you want to be off well, like in the UK, you oh, can uh, buy you oh can buy God. you can <laughs> forage a deadly monster. Tesco really likes the dark yeah, web. Like actually, you can buy these things and just kill all your enemies. Don't know what you're getting in the shop. And there's lots that look very similar. Yeah. That look like really normal mushrooms that will kill you. But how do you test that? Do you just feed it to someone else? No. <laughs> oh no, there's a great yes, yeah. If yes, you die, exactly. you then decide to feed it to yeah. someone else. Date night at Violet's house is going to get a lot more interesting. Watch yourself. Especially if you were foraging for sex before you had them. 
You're only do that. Really. Foraging for sex. <laughs> foraging for mushrooms. For Hurry sex. up, I'm just out foraging for some yeah. sex. <laughs> <laughs> My night's out now. Yeah. I'm just out foraging. That, that's just <laughs> Tiffany, you know, these days. Weekend plan. We foraging. <laughs> <laughs> Through the foliage. <laughs> And with that, mm. good evening. Good evening. We'll see you next <laughs> good night. Eight. Good night. Good Thank night. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Cheers. Thank you, Violet. Yeah. <laughs> Violet, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Ciao, everyone. Bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed the latest chapter of Ice. If so, buy the book, where even more will be revealed. But also get in touch and follow us into our world of debauchery on Instagram at Vice the Podcast. Or find me on Facebook and online at terrystewartauthor.com. Until next time.